just sit right here? Yeah, that's what uh, everybody else has been doing. Paul Dini. Yes, sir. Hello, everybody. Batman's best friend for how long? I was talking to him today. Billy, what do you say? Yeah, I hate him. He's like, God, skip it. Don't even. I hate him so much. So how long have you had a relationship with Batman? Batman. Well, since I was a since I was a little kid, and I and I watched him at on night, you know, at night on TV, and I was going like, I can't make head or tail out of this show. Is it supposed to be silly or, or dramatic or what? And my dad said, Oh, it's all just garbage. <laughs> but I I was there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I, you know, I loved it. I used to walk. I used to run home from school to watch the Batman. I guess at that time they were in reruns, you know, because uh, and I didn't want to miss, you know. I, I could miss the setup, but I could never miss the cliffhanger. It's like, how did he get out of it? Robin was going to be eaten by a giant clam. You know, he's got to escape. He's got to. I got to see how it ends. So I would skip out on sports or confirmation or whatever I was supposed to be doing in the afternoon confirmation class or whatever. You know, in order to get home to see that, the end of the the the, the rerun two parter of, of of Batman. So it was. You know, he was always a part of my life. He was in comics, cartoons, various other little places here and there. I always just sort of liked him. But I never liked the cartoons about him until we started doing them. Well, frankly, because I always thought he was a he was a ill-used character because he's supposed to be dark and it's supposed to be moody and there's supposed to be horror and, and crime and death in his world, and and he was always sunny and with Batmite and you know the super super friends, super friends didn't cut it for you, huh? Oh, it's like I can't. Oh, just... I agree. Yeah, yeah, I just couldn't, you know, it was a little more like, you're missing a bet here, so that's what I would say. It's like, you know, you, you could have a lot more fun with this guy. And then when I was in college, I saw the first uh, Fleischer Superman cartoons, and I was thinking, boy, it would have been great if somebody had done Batman in that style in the 1940s. So when we got the opportunity to do them in the 90s, you know, Bruce, Tim, and I said, well, let's go back to the Fleischer cartoons and look at those and bring some element of that into it. So and that's where it came of uh, villains, but there's not, you guys definitely reference in the game a lot of those villains, but for the core story, you don't spread out too much, which I actually kind of like, but yeah. was there a push to like throw more characters in there, or were you like, let's keep it simple and, and not go too crazy? Well, uh, we we didn't want to sacrifice one for the other. We didn't want to make it just a parade of nondescript villains or else not give the villains you know their due. Also, frankly, we were a little limited by, you know, every time you create a new and bizarre villain, you have to construct that character, and that takes a lot of work to, to, to create that character. So certain things we debated doing, but ultimately rejected because we thought we're, we're going to give people the more bang for their buck. So we would rather put the money into developing a new villain or a new antagonist than it would be to cut to a screen and see Alfred back at the back cave or something like that, or go to one of the other, you know, one of his other allies, like non-costumed allies. So we really wanted to put our money into like the, the, the key bad guys and, and maximize it along those lines. Um, we had every villain that we could pick from, from his whole history, that made sense to put in Arkham Asylum. Somebody like Catwoman didn't make as much sense because, you know, why would she be there? She's not, usually when she's caught, she goes to prison. She doesn't usually go to the, the, the madhouse. But uh, from what the characters we did have to work with, we we tried to catch it with, cast it with characters that meant something to him. There's Bane, he represents muscle. Joker represents cunning. Uh, Poison Ivy, seduction. Harley Quinn, just sort of over-the-top, you know, madness, et cetera, et cetera. And it, each of the villains had to, you know, kind of bring out something different in Batman. Does writing for a video game present any challenges that you don't find in comics? 
Yeah, uh, because uh, I couldn't get too involved with the story to the same degree that I would if I was writing a graphic novel or something. Um, a lot of times people would say, is this an adaptation of Grant Morrison's Arkham Asylum graphic novel? And I said, no, it's, there's similarities. It's you know pretty much identical title and the same locale. But that's a very intense, you know, cerebral story that pits Batman on an intellectual level against his worst enemies. And even though some of those same characters show up, it's, you know, you, we couldn't really tell that story with a lot of gameplay. It had to be the same locale, you know, but uh, much more of a, a drive, putting the characters on their feet. So there's not the same texture that it would have in a graphic novel or a movie or a TV show because there's really no room for subplots or for a romance story or for uh, a villain's origin story as there would be in, in something like a direct-to-video feature or something. That said, there are a lot of bonus features throughout that and special, um, almost like Easter eggs and things that you can unravel as you go through the game. You'll find things you know, hidden in files and you'll be able to play old interviews with characters like the Joker, the Riddler, Harley Quinn and stuff. So you do get a little bit of the flavor of their origin and where they came from and what's, in, what's ticking in their psyche and things like that. So, I'm sorry, no, go ahead. Yeah, somebody mentioned uh, Harley Quinn earlier, how yep. the liberties they had taken in changing the character. How did you feel when you saw kind of what they had done with, with Harley as, as one of the creators? Well, I, I, I was all for it. In fact, I suggested a lot of it. You know, I said, well, you know, it would be fun to put her in an outfit sort of like this. And we were all sitting around a table and we were all coming up with, you know, some ideas about that. Because I, I figured she wouldn't have access to her regular costume in, in, in the in the in Arkham. Neither does Ivy, for that matter. Ivy just ties a guy's shirt around her waist and, and, and goes. I don't think she's wearing anything underneath. It's just just some vines, you know. It's like they let her out and, you know, she's not going to get her green leafy thing. So Harley sort of put together her outfit out of the scraps of, uh, you know, some, some leather and, and an old nurse's costume that she cannibalized. And she kind of just smeared makeup and some dirt on her face for the mask and, and is good to go, which is which is fun. I like that because we, we costume her as befits the locale, whereas having her running around in a little, you know, unitard jester suit just wouldn't have really felt right in here. So this is like a Batman movie you've yeah, read. Yeah, exactly. You know. And uh, it really has that same intensity and, and really, you know, it's kind of like the movie I would have made. You know, I, I don't think I could have made a movie and set the whole thing in Arkham, but I definitely could have set a huge third act in Arkham and had him battle his way through, you know, to win the freedom of, of um, you know, the, the hostages and ultimately, you know, clear his own mental state, which becomes severely damaged during, at one point during the game. Being, uh, being, being someone who worked on the story and, on the, you know, in the game, have you gone back and been able to like play through the game and like what do you think of it now compared to when you started? I really like it. I like it even more now that I've that I've had a chance to go in and, and play certain elements of it. And uh, I don't think there's anything I would have changed. You know, I mean, I always say that I would. You know, like that. But I, I still, you know, there's always a little bit of room for, for for tweaking or improvement or like, oh God, I would like another shot at that. But I think as the game exists now, it's really pretty rock solid and, and a really great gaming experience. It's also just a big treat for Batman fans too. They want to just have some entertainment as they play the game and explore that world a little bit. What are you working on right now? Um, a bunch of comics. Uh, I did some freelancing over the summer on a few animated shows that are coming out uh, next year. Also working on a pilot of my own that I can't really talk about that starts filming next Next week is a live-action drama, and uh, we're going to be shooting that, and uh, it's kind of intense, and I have high hopes that maybe that'll go as a, as a series in a year or two. 
working on uh, City Sirens. Yes. I was thinking about, um, there's been a few comparisons drawn between that and Marvel Divas. Yeah. How do you feel about that? I would have to read Marvel Divas to check it out. I haven't uh, been to the comic book store in a few weeks. But I... I, I have not, I've not seen it, you know. I... I, I knew uh, when I, I, right around the time the Gotham City Sirens came out, they said, "Well, you know, somebody's doing Marvel Divas." It's like, really? Well, it I seems like it was right on the tail end of Gotham City Sirens that all of a sudden Marvel was like, "Oh, hurry!" So. Well, I, I read it, and it's kind of like Sex in the City with superheroes. Really? Yeah. Wow. Watching Sex in the City and, and getting ideas. Really? Yeah. Wow. Well, okay. Well, <laughs> my, I guess mine is a little different than that because it's just sort of, you know, three girls rooming together who shouldn't really talk to each other, much less share a housing space. But uh, we'll see how long it lasts. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd love to at some point. You know, I've, I've learned a lot off this one, so I'm sure that if we ever talked about a second one, I'd have a lot to bring to it. Yeah. Actually, my personal favorite of your female, strong female, female characters that you've created just in recent history is uh, the new Scarface. Uh-huh. Yeah. Is there any plans to bring her into uh, Gotham City Sirens? Uh, she's at the bottom of the bay for right now. She she got her vengeance on her on her creep husband, and, and that kind of finished off her story. Although I did bring her back in Heart of Hush to show what she was like beforehand. So my feeling is Peyton is probably you know at the bottom of the bay but you never say never so who knows maybe at some point she'll come back and you know, cause more trouble thank you